This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am. Did I get that right? 8.55am digital live streaming and a whole bunch of ways you can listen to 3CR. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and this show, Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we a little program about bicycles and related transport issues coming to you from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. And if you ever wondered about like that intro that I play, that's uh, Shown a Knife and the original version of Cycling is Fun from 1981. It's the... The, the original version that wasn't so boomy and too much uh, too much reverb. Anyway, in today, I'm going to be talking about a whole bunch of news events. There's a whole bunch of um, local area traffic management stuff coming up. And also, if you've been listening to the show in the last few weeks, you've probably heard me talking about the Warmler Bridge. Let's get that get in the right way. The Warmler Street Bridge Coalition. And in the studio today, I have Mike Waller. Hi, Chris. Uh, very kind of you to have me on again. It's sort of probably a couple of years since I was here last, about the same time. Yeah. I think we're heading into the sleepless era of both Wimbledon and, uh, of course, the Tour de France. And the tying up of uh, the World Cup. Indeed. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I'm not a soccer fan, but <laughs> you can't avoid it. <laughs> no, well, it's great, actually. Well, you know, it's that time of year where I think at the moment, I think we just need some diversion. Indeed. Some pleasant, fun diversion away <laughs> from world events. And a bit of news that came through last night, uh, if you're um, into watching pro cycling, is that um, ASO have uh, banned or are making uh, moves that uh, Chris Froome cannot ride with uh, Sky Team. Yeah, and, I saw um, that. That's a bit of a shock, isn't it, given his predominance in the sport well I actually think yeah you know, I don't know look I'm just going to be completely biased and I'm just going to say regardless of what he's being you know um, held up for it's going to make the tour not so boring yeah yeah well, that's true I suppose it does open up opportunities for others a bit and, like Andy Murray dropping out of Wimbledon but uh, yeah yeah but uh, on uh, something that is a little bit annoying actually very annoying about things like the tour as much as we love to watch them all the rest of it uh, women's cycling gets a you know pushed to one side, but La Course is happening again this year. La Course by Tour de France, and that's going to be happening on June the seventeenth, and that's part of the one day women's world tour event. Uh, I've got to check if SBS are covering that or not, but there's twenty women's teams in that. Um, I'm just kind of get annoyed that you know it's been cut back. So is that July the 17th? Yeah, yeah. this is the La Course yeah. by Tour de France. Okay. But again, it's uh, it's kind of one step forward, two steps back at the moment. <laughs> I'd like to actually cover a lot more kind of women's pro sport sort of stuff because it, it we, doesn't get covered adequately. But again, how much can you in half an hour? Indeed. <laughs> okay, well, a bit of news and events. Um, last week, uh, not strictly cycling news, but... Uh, 
uh, Liberal uh, leader in Victoria, Matthew Guy, came out with a thing about $30 million, $30 billion to build basically everything. And he called it a triple bypass. We're talking Westgate Tunnel, East West Link. He's got, apparently wants to go south on that one. I reckon he is going south and it's a bad hill to try and die on. And Northeast Link. Triple bypass. Um, Mike, what's what's your take on that sort of use of words? Uh, well, um, yeah, I think for those of us reaching a certain age with heart problems, it's probably not the best metaphor that Ooh, I've chosen. Yeah. And I, I think the underlying, as I understand, the underlying point is that he's only promising to do what the current government is going to do plus the East West Link. So it's not it's not all new money. I think only a small proportion of it is. But I agree with you. I think the metaphors. Um, one of the more unfortunate ones. So you can think of others in history, but probably um, <laughs> you might want to rethink it anyway. It's not a very good. Uh, well, I, I, I'm aghast. It just seems to be. You know, I'm not, I don't. I don't want to go into. You know, digress too much off the you know, the cycling theme of this show. But we really seem to be like this. You know, we're not only digging into the bottom of the barrel. We've got out a mini bobcat and we've pulled up the, <laughs> the, the you know the last wooden chunks and we're heading into. You know the floor. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well I, well, I suppose it's also part of the soundbite culture that we're now living in. You know, with twenty-four hour news cycle. Um, you know, politicians and indeed everybody who tries to get a bit of the public realm interest, they look for the soundbite, and that's probably, as I think we both agree, not the best one we've come across so far. No. And um, another interesting thing, if you're uh, around the city and uh, you like locking your bike up to things, that the uh, the management at Federation Square have um, been putting out signage about not locking your bikes to um, the the fences there around you know that area of you know Flinders and I should know this <laughs> Flinders and um, Berangmara around there yeah, yeah. oh no further up near, <laughs> further up um near, you know just basically the corner opposite um, Flint Street Station I should know what I'm talking about but um, it's it's quite it's quite amusing because um, they they can't help themselves but kind of Someone's put up a picture of signage that, that's been put on the on the fences down there. And it's got the little logo on top. It goes, attention, bicycles are not permitted to be chained anywhere on Federation Square property with the exception of approved bike racks. Please refrain from chaining your bike here going forward. <laughs> but it's all right going backward, is it? <laughs> they just can't get out of management speak, can they? <laughs> no, no. Now, the thing, chain... Chain your bike. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of a generational thing going on here. And that was from Federation Square Security on the 30th of June. Now, Federation Square, I doubt if the management team are listening to this show right now. But anyway, if you're interested in this, give their, give their uh, public um, customer service people, whatever, a call and tell them to put in appropriate uh, bike parking. Thank you very much. Instead of trying to blame... Um, People just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, no, I think that the bike rack issue put, put in more. That's that's the message. I just love that. Please refrain from chaining you you bike. They haven't put an R on the end of it. You bike here going forward. Going forward just got to you know yeah. it's like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, we've just um, experienced Melbourne's coldest day of the year so far. How are you, you finding it, Mike? Well, uh, we've just got back from Queensland. Oh, I think you said most people <laughs> seem to have gone north for the winter. Um, but uh, my wife uh, and I, probably coming from the UK originally, we don't mind 
the change of uh, of, uh, of uh, seasons that you get in Melbourne compared with other parts of Australia. But I got to say, it was pretty brisk this morning. Um, and uh, well, the sun's out now, and you know we'll go, we'll go for a long walk and get warm. So it's, uh, but at least at least the sun's shining. That's the important. That's thing. the thing. It seems it's going to be a lovely clear day to yeah. get out on your bike, and it's also probably be nice when you're coming home tonight. Just remember, as soon as the sun goes, it really does cool off. So anyway, we'll be back in a moment, and we're going to get into the interview with Mike about the Warmler Street Bridge. Yarra City Council presents the sixth annual Leaps and Bounds Music Festival 2018. Celebrating live music in Yarra, featuring the likes of Black Scott in Go Gaga at the Gasometer, Penny Eichinger at the Yarra Hotel, Queering the Pitch with Mama Alto at Hairs and Hyenas, a hip hop music showcase, Girls to the Front at the Laundry, and much, much more. Ten days in July with over 30 events at venues across the city of Yarra. For more information and tickets, go to leapsandboundsmusicfestival.com. The Sounds of Winter. A 3CR supporter. And you're back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And as uh, you've been listening so far, Mike Waller is in the studio today and we're going to chat about the Warmless Street Bridge and uh, a bit of a catch-up on... Um, a, things that have been happening over the last few years because, you know, there's been a little bit of a gap in public um, awareness and or knowledge of what's going on with this issue. Yeah, look, thanks, Chris. Um, I th- first thing to say, just picking up the last discussion we had about the weather, um, I walked over Warmer Street Bridge to get on the tram to come down here and uh, there was actually frost on that bridge, which um, I don't think I've very rarely ever see it, but it's it's a wooden. The centre span is wood, mm. and I can imagine if you're on a cycle trying to ride across that, it's particularly dangerous. But anyway, so let's step back a couple of years um, very quickly um, to to sort of work out where the path has led us. A couple of years ago, two and a half now, there was um, a debate around the future of the old Metropolitan uh, Fire Brigade site on one side of the Abbotsford Warmer Street. Um, area and on the other was an, uh, another development which is currently a big hole in the ground next to the Skipping Girl. Um, there was a big debate publicly um, between the government and within VCAT and community groups and the council, Yarra Council, about how high those um, two building developments should be and particularly the future of what came to be known as Warmer Street Plaza, which is the end of Warmer Street which sits within um, the Yarra Council, uh, Abbotsford area, and goes on to Burnley Street, for those who, who know the geography of the area. Um, cut a long story short, there were lots of community consultations, both about the size and scale of the developments, but also, importantly, about what the Warmer Street Plaza would look like. Now, that plaza um, is actually quite a narrow channel which comes off the Warmer Street Bridge, which will sit between two quite large, tall buildings and will, in fact, channel, channel two things. One's the, the egress and entry onto the Warmer Street Bridge of pedestrians and cyclists, but also an exit point for cars coming out of the underground car parks in the new developments. The upshot is what we've landed with on the, on the Abbotsford side is quite a narrow, confined set of spaces and a loss, actually, of at-grade access to the current Warmer Street Bridge will involve people going up ramps or, or walking upstairs, uh, which is not good for either pedestrians or cyclists. 
long debate about that. Um, currently, Salter have got the design of that as it currently is, the so-called option B that was uh, debated in uh, long and hard in the community consultations. But the other thing that's arising now, and this is sort of almost brings us up to date, is that the landside bridge on the Q side, the Burundara side, is going to have to be replaced. Um, and the, the prospect, if we don't get our act together from a community and governmental perspective, all levels of government, is that the land side on the, the land, land bridge on the Q side will have to be replaced. Salter will dig up and replace the Warmer Street area on the Abbotsford side, and the two are not going to be coordinated anyway, and left in the middle will be the old wooden slatted bridge, uh, which is, I think, was thought to be a bit time-expired in 1926. So, you know, the default future we face is a lot of disruption for pedestrians and cyclists on what is actually one of the main uh, bicycle routes in Melbourne. Um, and what we're trying to do, the coalition, is to um, work with the councils and the state government to actually come up with an integrated solution that makes all the parts work together within the same timescale. That needs money, it needs planning, it needs effort. Um, the councils um, are working with the Warmer Street Bridge Coalition, which is a series of groups like, yourself, like Yarrabug, the Burundurra Bicycle Users Group, the uh, Collingwood Residents Association, uh, Warmer Street Action Group, um, to get together with the councils and, we're hoping, the state government to come up with a design which will have an up-to-date, at-spec uh, crossing for, on that very important bicycle and pedestrian route, which won't involve a major disruption for all the communities over periods of possibly years, months or even years. Um, where we stand at the moment is we've got um, the underlying agreement between the two councils and the community groups. The missing opportunity, I think, from our point of view is to get uh, particularly Richard Wynne leading for the state government in to act as the coordinator and orchestrator of that integrated solution. Hmm. Uh, the other point, just to sort of finish off and then we can perhaps get into discussion, is that timing is crucial here. Um, Salter, who are the developers for the Warmer Street side on uh, developments on uh, on the Abbotsford side, are going to pl are planning to put the Warmer Street Plaza in by about the end of 2019, early 2020. So if we don't all get our act together, then the net result will be completely uncoordinated works on both sides of the bridge, bridge, and probably the answer will be that we'll all be cut off from each other um, and, and you know, a very important route will actually be closed for months, if not possibly a year. We don't want that. Yeah, to kind of bring, bring it into um, some real perspective is these connections are incredibly vital. It's like we see things like, you know, but we were talking in the intro of the show, like, you know, we've got to build all these road connections. And things like bridges are really front and centre right now. Like um, I can just see, just looking at something that just came through in the last hour was to do with the Challenger um, Highway 
bridge is, you know, taking shape, you know, the, there's nice little media statements come out in the last year, you know, the new six-lane Challenger Bridge hi- um, Highway Bridge is set step closer with new sections of the bridge deck now in place, oh, which right. is just up the road a bit and around it the is. corner. And, um, you know, it's going into, you know, construction crews have placed the last of 24 huge steel beams in place and each beam weighs 72 tonnes and 52 metres long and goes into the logistics yeah. of it because we love this stuff. But, you know... And that's a big feeder for the bicycle routes. That, that we're is huge. About. And this goes into new traffic lights are being installed at the Yarra Bend development along with a new pedestrian crossing to boost safety and accessibility for drivers, cyclists and pedestrians. The historic Challenger uh, Highway Bridge was completed in 1891. 1891. 1891. <laughs> oh, 91. I, I don't say, sorry, it's only had one coffee this morning. My brain gets, <laughs> and it was part of you know, the Outer Circle um, Railway. Railway. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, they kind of have more improved linking and cycling. Look, we can have an argument about how they're doing that at some other point because yeah, people have got differing opinions on what the, the accessibility down there. But we're dealing with archaic, out-of-date stuff. And another one to bring in, was I, I think I've mentioned on the show, was in, up in Darabin and Moreland. They're looking at a new connection but, uh, from Ceres, Kingfisher Gardens across to Northcote. Um, in Mary Creek Bridge um, Action Group or um, campaign. And now Derribin Council and Moreland Council have done kind of in-kind funding to get that happening. Yeah. And that was a community-led campaign. Mm-hmm. So I'm drawing it back to this is what we're trying to do with the Warmless Street thing is actually um, not an orphan thing. It's very in keeping with the needs of a growing city where not everything's got to be car-based, these walking and cycling connections are absolutely vital. Absolutely, Chris. And look, um, some numbers I think always help people think about this. Uh, the first one is um, you mentioned the Chandler uh, Highway Bridge, the the old railway bridge. Mm. That was built in the same, virtually the same year that the current Warmer Street Bridge was built, yeah. 1891, 892. Um, the Burundara Council have done some census work um, on, on the Street Bridge. And we're talking about 2,200 cyclists and pedestrians a day across that bridge, but focused at major peak periods um, commuting. During, if you stand there, and as we do, as we've been doing, collecting um, names for petitions, uh, for a petition to get something done about this, you're talking about somewhere um, around 2,500 people regularly using that bridge on a, on a nice sunny day like this at the weekend. So it's, a, it's part of the principal bicycle network. Um, it's a, a, a major interchange with the Yarra Trail, and it is time expired. It is, uh, you know, it's far too narrow, as any cyclist or pedestrian will tell you. Uh, it's time expired both in the centre and the, uh, the land bridge, and it needs replacing. Um, what we need, however, uh, coming back to the underlying point, is an agreement um, under the auspices of both community organisations um, and all levels of government to get this sorted out because it's a generational opportunity. If this isn't done now, mm. then we will face a situation in the years to come where we're going to have to close the bridge again to take out the centre span. Now, I mean, it's like the way I describe it, it's a bad episode of Utopia. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's even worse, actually. It yeah. <laughs> and that will be in nobody's interest. So I think, you know, from all points of view, there needs to be shared costing and my understanding is that Burundara Council are prepared to put money on the table for the landside bridge but probably they can only afford enough to replace like with like 
Uh, Salter are going to have to put money on the table to do their work. Um, I think there's an opportunity for all levels of government to come to the table, sit down, work out what is required, and then put the necessary funding package to fund design and construction work within the same timescale. Because to, uh, I think I've explained this on the show before, but to re-explain what we're talking about with the Lambridge, if you've ever used Warmless Street, you have the river bridge and then you have an abrupt angle Indeed. elevation. So what, what uh, Borandara want is to make a longer bridge. Yeah. And so that's at grade. Yeah. I mean, fundamentally, if anybody, and I'm sure many of your listeners will have done so, right down from the Burundara side, it's like a ski slope. I mean, oh, it's, it's terrible. It's very narrow and it's very steep until it hits a, a flat piece of very narrow infrastructure, which is, uh, as I've said, time expired. And mm. then it goes on to this wooden piece, which opens out a bit, but is still nowhere near broad enough in terms of modern standards. And, and then we'll then go into the Warmer Street Plaza, you know, another choke point. Um, so, you know, that is all to be to play for and it's all that can be avoided by... It can be avoided. ...by, by you know, everybody coming together and work. Now, mm. I think from the point of view of who the key players are in this sort of integrated answer, it's clearly the two councils and they are working together with all these community groups I already talked about in a, in a working group that was blessed by the local member and Minister for Planning, Richard Wynne, two years ago. We've all got together, we've done the work. Um, and I think the other missing piece in the jigsaw puzzle is Richard Wynne and his department to come together and start to show both leadership and put some money on the table to catalyse the the solution. Uh, well, and we've got some community um, activity um, going forward on all this that I'm quite happy to talk about in a yeah, minute. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break and we'll be back with solutions and how we can um, get things happening. Good on. Thanks, Chris. 2018 marks 20 years since senior traditional owner Yvonne Margarula invited supporters to come to Mirar Country within Kakadu National Park to blockade the proposed Jabaluka uranium mine. Thousands answered the call. The mine was stopped. To commemorate this extraordinary anniversary, Gunjaitme Aboriginal Corporation and the Australian Conservation Foundation have produced a gorgeous commemorative calendar. Standing Strong, Jabaluka 20 Years is a piece of history you don't want to miss. Order your copy today at mirar.net. That's M-I-R-A-R-R.net, a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR. And my name's Chris and in the studio we have Mike and we're talking about the Warmless Street Bridge and how to get it replaced with something fit for purpose. Now we're going to talk about solutions. Indeed, um, which is always the, the good way to, to, to end a, a discussion about this. Um, what we're doing as a set of uh, community groups, the, the coalition, we've put together a petition. Uh, to go to the government, particularly the Minister for Planning, Richard Wynne. That's on the Facebook page, Warmer mm-hmm. Street Bridge Coalition Facebook page. Just Google that and you'll find it. And you can sign that yourself and send it off to the uh, uh, to the address shown on the webpage. And I just want to make clear that that's not an online petition. It's a, it's a PDF you must download, Indeed. S- um, print and sign and send back. And there's um, things on that to send it back to care of Warmer Street Bridge Coalition by the 1st of August, which is um, send it to the, uh, or take it into Richmond Town Hall. Indeed. Spot on, Chris. 
Uh, yeah, it's got to be. It's not. It's got to be a hard copy petition. It can't be soft copy. Yep. Now the second thing, which is reason why we're trying to get all the petitions done by the first of August, there's a public rally on the fourth of August at uh, Williams Reserve, which is just opposite the Warmer Street Bridge, um, uh, next to if those who know it, the Victoria Gardens. Um, there's a new um, uh, area there, play area, and at 10 o'clock there's going to be a public rally where we're inviting all cyclists and pedestrians, Richard Wynne, uh, the local member for Abbotsford, and Tim Smith, the local member for Kew on the other side of the bridge, and the Greens candidate, to come and talk and uh, debate with people, but we hope to make some interesting uh, commitments to actually get something done about this. Um, the other thing I think, Chris, which you know more about, is a, there's also a transport forum yes. on the 2nd of August. So this is a beautiful bit of timing actually. Uh, Metropolitan Transport Forum, they, uh, if you go cast your mind back four years ago, they did a series of transport forums all around Melbourne and they're doing one for Yarra and that's going to be on Thursday the 2nd of August, which is two days before and that's going to be at 6.30 to 8pm at Richmond Town Hall and believe it or not, our topics to discussion might include Warmler Street replacement and uh, DDA um, you know, compliant tram, tram stops for Richmond, need for um, you know, east-west public transport along Alexandra Parade, Cremorne, you know, a whole bunch of things. So that's very, very timely. And, and I it, think Mr Wind is going to be there. Yeah, I think he's going to be there and it's yeah. going to be very interesting. There's also a few other things that you can do. There's a Imagine the Yarra uh, consultation on at the moment. If you go to imaginetheyarra, all one word, .com.au, and that's open till the 31st of July and that's about... Um, you know, feedback for a 50-year community vision about how you see the Yarra. And, you know, these connections and all the rest of it are incredibly important. And, yeah, so we've got two things. We've got the petition. It's also on yarrabug.org. And um, you can follow the Warmley Street Bridge Coalition on Twitter and Facebook. You can find those and uh, get those um, come along, Come along to the rally on the 4th. That's fantastic. Hang on, what have we got here? I just got time for a quick bit of news and events. Um, Latham's local area traffic management plans. We've got three open at the moment. We're going for North Fitzroy, Richmond and Abbotsford. And these are like basically think of it a ground floor thing where you can go, I've got this thing that's been really annoying me in my area and I need to tell someone about it. Well, you can chuck in www.yoursayyarra, or one word, .com.au and look for the Latham's and how you can put your feedback in. Now, on Thursday, the 5th of July, there's going to be a drop-in session for the North Fitzroy Latham, and that's going to be from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. at Holden Street Neighbourhood House, and that's at 128 Holden Street. All these Lathams will be open for public feedback until 5 p.m. Thursday, the 17th of July. And you can also contact um, Ted Teo, the transport engineer at uh, City of Yarra, on 92055555, or you can just email info at yarracity.vic.gov.au. And it's um, you know, basically people are asking about things like speeding, rat running, cycling, provision, connections. These are the things where your um, perspective and your observations are vital. So please, please, please get some feedback into those Lathams. Mike. Thanks, Chris. Um, big opportunity, I think, for leadership here, which we're, um, you were talking about uh, earlier but off, off air about the uh, slightly depressing nature of some of the public discourse. Oh, I think but it's I think, just purely reactive at the moment. Yeah, whereas I think here we've got an opportunity, for, particularly for the local member, 
to come in and really help push what is a major, major community and public interest issue. So lots of opportunity going wanting at the moment, but I'm sure we can hope that Richard Wynn will, um, will respond. I think this is a, a very good opportunity, seeing that I think Mr Wynn may be retiring after this. Final. No, I don't think so. I you think don't think he's going to go on? No, but I think I, I understand I, I, he's going to stay with us. Yeah, I think he might stay with us, but I was just thinking, you know, I'd be thinking of my legacy. And well, people, well, have people thinking me is a, you indeed. know, good moving forward, you know, yeah. really good, useful local infrastructure and or connections which make living in Richmond and Abbotsford and the inner city so you know, yeah. and it's also an equitable thing too. Uh, indeed. Um, but I think, you know, uh, it's also it could be a, a great platform for thinking about his next period in office in terms of, uh, of being yes, a member for Richmond. Yes. If, if you were to couch it in such terms, I think that, <laughs> you know, we're going a little bit yes, Minister, here. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening today on Yarrabosco Users Group Radio. Our podcast should be up by, oh, I've just got some interesting stuff here. <sighs> I'll just wait till the uh, chorus line comes in because you may recognise this because it starts this Saturday, the 7th of July. Our podcast should be up later today or Thursday or, no, Tuesday. Fantastic bit of news I, I got when I came into the studio with Mike earlier and I got handed a piece of paper. Is that Yarrabolska User Group, we've made over our target I love this. This is Senior Coconut Tour de France, which is, you know, a Latin version of uh, Tour de France, which you know by, oh, Kraftwerk. But yeah, we were supposed to make $1,250 and we've made over $1,300. So thank you so much to everyone who helped uh, keep us on air. You are wonderful. Anyway, uh, Val and Faith should be back in the studio next week. If you want to find out more news and events, go to Yarrabug uh, Radio on uh, Facebook and or our events page, which is yarrabug.org forward slash events. Our radio stuff, which is mirrored off a, um, the 3CR page, which is yarrabug.org forward slash radio. And keep an eye on our Twitter account for more news and events and stuff that's happening around Melbourne. Thank you for today. Up next is Jailbreak. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.